They don't understand, they don't understand I'm running with the fam, yeah, I love the fam And we gon' serve the one that's from up above And they gon' know it's us by the way we love All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water Family, 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 Christ died one time for Welcome to Reformed Dads, where all things are for dads, through dads, and to dads, as well as the aspiring husband and father. I'm your man, Dusty Marshall. I'm a Christian husband, father, hip-hop artist, and co-founder of Irregular for Christ Ministries. I have with me, as always, my man, the Norm, the master's dog, Dunham. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm good, man. A little tired. Work is, uh, is brutal, but I'm doing well. That is the common phrase for the working man with children. I am, right. I'm tired. <laughs> right. right. And then you put working graveyard shifts on top of it and then being short staffed on top of that. And so not only do I have to do my supervisor job, but I actually have to do the job of one of the sanitation crew and actually wash floors, machines, sanitize, all that good stuff. So my night is filled with activity <laughs> in a cold environment and basically in a refrigerator at about 35 degrees with cold water because we can't use hot water. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy job. It's probably keeping you awake though, being in that cold, huh? Oh, it definitely does. I have no problem staying awake until until the cleaning is done, the sanitation is done, and then we're out and I go into the other office where it's heated. That's when I just start to like get droopy. <laughs> every, every, every Wednesday morning, we have a manager's meeting that I have to go to. And I always end up, and that's from, my shift is from nine o'clock at night until 6.30 in the morning. Whew. And then our meeting doesn't start till eight. So I'm just like, wandering around the plant trying to find something to keep myself awake for an hour and a half. Then we go to our, our meeting and I always end up like about 9.30, I start to lose it. And everybody sits and watches me in the corner, just kind of dozing off, doing the whole head nod thing. That's oh, no, the I'm fine. They call I'm that fine. the pumpkin hour, where everybody turns back into a pumpkin. It's like on Cinderella. <laughs> right, Exactly. Real quick, I just want to so. shout out all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We appreciate you. Uh, we got a book study going on right now, Federal Husband by Douglas Wilson. We're in the final chapter of that book, and hopefully we'll be getting started on another one in the next couple months. But uh, that book has been awesome. And if you're a part of our uh, Patreon supporters, you get to be a part of our Patreon book club, which we have going on, which we've studied some great books, Why Children Matter, Reform, Parenting, uh, now Federal Husbands by Douglas Wilson. Uh, so if you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash reformdads. Please, wherever you're at, like, subscribe, share this episode if you think it will um, edify others. Uh, we Our goal, as I said, is to help fathers lead their families in a biblical way. We're not perfect dads, but we love talking about man-centered content stuff that we're interested in. And we also like to talk about what the Bible has to say about manhood. So uh, we appreciate you. But yeah, my brother uh, talking about being a man, working the graveyard shift, the pumpkin hour, 
And uh, yeah, I know, you know, you're, you're a graveyard shifter. So you have different pumpkin hours, but I have a pumpkin hour, which usually is if I make it there is about 930 PM. Um, and that's usually when my wife gets a burst of energy and decides to start asking me questions and deciding on serious things for the next day. And for right, me, I'm exactly. like, uh, yeah, uh, no, like that. My default setting is like single word answers. When I start turning into a pumpkin and I'm tired, it's like, yes, no. And she's like looking for more than that. Uh, she's looking right. for me to be, a kind and uh, loving. And I'm looking like I'm on my default setting. You, you, do you know what I'm talking right. about? Oh, absolutely. I get that. At like, just as I'm getting ready to leave for work and that's eight 30 at night, my wife wants to start asking me all the questions and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I have to leave. I got to go and <laughs> stuff. But, and then again, I'm my, my, schedule is just basically 12 hours shifted. I get up at six o'clock at night. I usually go to bed somewhere around 10, 11 o'clock noon ish, just <laughs> kind of 12 hours off is when I'm usually going to bed and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so like you said, nine 30, mine is nine 30 in the morning. <sighs> and, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing, but you know, it, it, what God has called us to do as men, we, we do what we have to do to provide for our families. And that's right. You don't work, you don't homes. eat. You, man doesn't work. He doesn't eat. Absolutely. Uh, although in our culture, that's a little different these days. It's uh, you don't need to work and you still eat because we have uh, unemployment. Right. And we have extra unemployment because of a pandemic that has really been <laughs> done for about uh, nine months ish. <laughs> Right. And has been like nothing, but yet still our government is giving people an extra. I don't know what, if it's the same across the board everywhere, but Utah, they're giving them an extra $300 a week on unemployment. To And these people are not working. We get people who will apply for a job because unemployment says, well, you have to be get, putting in applications, but then they never show up for an interview because right. they don't want to lose the money that Uncle Joe is given to them. Yeah, you're you're making more money not working than you are working. And then right. the the trickle down effect of that is that employers can't pay people enough to do the job, so they don't have enough workers, they can't pay employees, they don't have people to work, and then the businesses shut down, right? Because right. I can't pay somebody $20 an hour to dig ditches, but they can right. make $20 an hour by collecting unemployment and applying for jobs. Right. Exactly. Their job is to apply for jobs at this point. <laughs> right. And so it, it's insane. And, you know, Utah has one of the lowest unemployment rates right now. And there are tons of jobs out there and, but nobody can do them. So you've got, you know, fast food joints that are, are throwing up, you know, we're hiring at $17 an hour. And here we are, you know, a production job where we can pay people, I mean, 12, maybe $13 an hour to do what needs to be done. And they're all like, no, why would we do that when we can go flip burgers for more? Right. And let's look at that. It's like, what does that do to the cost of the burgers? What does that do? So, so how does that 
help things. If things are now more expensive, less people are working and our production is down, what is that going to do in supply and demand? Things are going to be more expensive. Expensive. You know, how does how is that helping our economy in, in in a time where we have businesses shut down, where things are eventually going to be so expensive that we can't um, afford them? More government money shipped out, people not working. How is that really? I, I think one of the things that people are losing sight of is that people equal also equal production. Right. If we have a um, if we're losing out on resources, if we're uh, have a, a, a minuscule amount of resources or a, uh, as, you know, Bill Gates would say, like, we need to do population control because we're getting overcrowded. Well, you know, more people equal more production. Right. More right. hands working equals more production equals more supplies, not less exactly. people working. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Less people working does not help in, in any way, shape or form, especially like you said, in a, an environment where, again, the whole pandemic and <laughs> and before we get the, the emails and stuff, I'm not saying that COVID was a hoax completely. I mean, man-made virus that escaped from a lab. I mean, I saw that movie. Yeah. Multiple times. Was that Outbreak? Outbreak 12, yeah. Outbreak 12 Monkeys. Uh, you know, multiple movies were made. I love the thing. Did you see the meme that was going around Facebook earlier this year? And it was the number one movie on your 14th birthday is how the rest of 2021 is going to play out for you. (laughs) I didn't know what the number one movie was on my 14th birthday. Outbreak. (laughs) Outbreak. I kid you not. Outbreak was the number one movie on my 14th birthday. So there's how my year is going to play out. It was monkeys. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a hoax, but I'm saying it was an overreaction completely to this pandemic on so many levels, over 120,000 small businesses in the United States of America went away Yeah, because they forced them to shut their doors. And, you know, if you just got a local coffee shop and you've been forced to close (laughs) your doors, you don't recover from that. You don't. Your livelihood is gone. And so you've got all of these small businesses that were hiring people and paying people that are now gone. So you've got more people in the workplace collecting this extra money on unemployment, causing, and just like you said, it's just this chain reaction that causes, you know, the fast food joint to raise their, their wage to $17 an hour, which causes your happy meal to go from what it used to be when, I mean, when I was younger buying happy meals, when they first came out, they were like two fifty for a happy meal. It's like eight bucks now. Right. You know, for yeah. my daughter That's to get a, a burger and fries and a small drink and a toy is like eight dollars. <laughs> and you know, God forbid I want to get a, you know a Big Mac meal because that's like twelve. Are you and serious? That's how much up. a Big Mac I, meal I, is right now. I, I, well, maybe not 12, but at least 10. I think if, if you wow. get the Big Mac here in Salt Lake or in Ogden, the Big Mac meal, large with large fries and a large drink, I guarantee you is 10 bucks. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, here's the thing too, is like you, you shut down all of these businesses. There's still people who are scared to go to these businesses because of what's going on. 
And then you make it impossible to hire people because either they don't want to work out of fear or they don't want to work because they're making more. So I think that we haven't even seen the amount of businesses that are going to be closed going forward because, hey, unemployment continues. Also, I'm hearing, you know, my accountants telling me that I'm about to get uh, money every month for my kids, um, just free money from the government. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on but they're going to be sending me a check every month. Uh, You know, that with unemployment, if I was an unemployed, like I, I don't, what's, what's going to cause me to, to get work. How is that? And helping the small business owner by taking the, cutting the workforce in half. Um, think about this. This is something I was reading in Proverbs this morning. It says, A worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges him on. So our appetite, our our need to support ourselves, feed ourselves and our family, urges us on to work hard, to accomplish, to build, to create, to innovate, to start businesses, all of these things. But you know what? Pockets that are full because the government continues to give you money, a belly that is full because of unemployment. Well, that doesn't urge me on to do anything. Exactly. That, that destroys a culture that, that makes a culture dependent on something else because they lose their ability to innovate. They lose their drive. And then you just become drones for the machine. Exactly. Welcome to socialism. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is this is how you get there. This is how you get there. You, you know, you drum up some kind of national emergency, put instill fear into people, and then government takes control. Yeah. And where did that originate? Apparently in Wuhan, China? Also yeah. known as communist China. Right. <laughs> Are we exactly. taking our marching orders from China these days? It seems like it. Well, I mean, the the World Health Organization, the WHO, is based out of China. And that's where Fauci was taking a whole lot of his cues. Um, Fauci's organization don't gave money, gave a grant to the lab in Wuhan, China, mm. where this virus was made mm. to, to do gain-of-function testing. Oh. They were taking viruses, and they were experimenting on them genetically to cause what they call gain-of-function. Basically, where it can transfer from animal to human, an animal virus becomes a human virus because of the testing and things that they do. And all this came out in, like, Fauci's emails that were leaked not too long ago and i don't know um, let me just let, let me get ahead of this this wave and just say fauci didn't kill himself <laughs> i've heard i heard that i heard that <laughs> yes um yes i i don't know you know if you saw any of cross politic this last week where they were um they were showing a woman talking to the school board about critical race theory she was from china and she was talking about and showing how the terminology is different, but the things that they're doing are exactly the same, like red flagging be the, being the same as, well, tell on your neighbors, you know, right. or, or um, you know, instead of 
putting classes against each other. We're putting races against each other. And she just laid out this game plan, like tit for tat, China here. This is that, this is that, this is that. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it's possible that this episode never makes it (laughs) because of, uh, you know, because of the tech giants out there who will quiet our voices. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it was Jon Stewart went on, you know, one of somebody else's show, um, the Colbert, Colbert. report, and he was, yep. <laughs> he was like the 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 place is called the Wuhan coronavirus facility. I wonder where yeah. where it originated <laughs> from. Wonder where it came from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, when did what what wormhole vortex, you know, alternate universe did we find ourselves in? where we're like almost there are f- times that I'm finding myself agreeing with John Stewart and Bill Maher. I know. Yeah. I mean, these are the guys that, I mean, completely total leftists, but they're willing to stand on some kind of truth. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I got to give it to them. They're, they're, they're accurate in what they're saying. And so, yeah, yeah I, I heard clips of, I didn't, I haven't seen cross politic this week. Um, but a lot of stuff, I listen to the Steve Day show okay. daily and a lot of the same stuff. Steve wrote a book, him and his, his, uh, one of his co-hosts on his show, who is his online, uh, social media director, basically. Okay. Um, they wrote a book together called the Fauci and bargain. Okay. And they broke down all this stuff from, from the pandemic over the year and just, you know, every little thing where initially where they wow. were like, you know, masks don't work and now you, masks do work. Well, they don't work. Now you have to wear two masks and all these things were just followed the, the line of Fauci as he followed the line of the WHO, which, you know, is just following the line of communist China. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know why, you know, uh, Dennis Miller and John Stewart, because they didn't grow up in a culture where you had to say what the, what the government told you, you could say like big tech and TV and all of these things. Like, yes, I'm sure there were some things there that there was some control over, but they're comedians that come from an era of like, you say what you want to say and you deal with the consequences of it and you might get canceled, but that's part of being a comedian, right? That's part of being an artist. These new comedians come from a culture of, well, you know, if I say this, I will never be able to work again uh, right. in in this field. You know, there's been so much censorship all over YouTube, Facebook, all of these places, you know, r- big television, you know, big media uh, yep. that they it doesn't operate that way anymore. There was a podcast that I was listening to this week and I can't remember who it was, but they had somebody on. Ah, it's going to drive me nuts. But he was basically saying that once upon a time, there were two people in America that could basically say anything they wanted and they had a free pass to say whatever they wanted. And those were pastors and comedians because they were standing on an observable truth where they basically just said what is true. I mean, but now, I mean, that's completely gone away. Yeah. I mean, if, if, it, if it's not completely on the outs in America, look at what's happening in Canada. Yeah, I mean, just this th- this week, I think yesterday, yesterday or the day before, 
Pastor Tim Stevens was arrested again. Really? Recording in progress. In front of his family. They're arrested again because apparently they went and found like a, um, I don't know, like a, a secluded area where they could gather as a church and they followed them in a helicopter. They followed him in a helicopter to where their church was meeting. And when they saw that they were still having meetings, they went to his house, knocked on the door and You're put, kidding him in a, me. put him in a, uh, no, put him in a patrol car. The video's out there. I'm actually getting ready to do another podcast on it um, in the next couple of days and show the video. What in um, the world? So they they right. weren't meeting at the church. They were meeting at a secluded area. Some Somewhere else. I, I don't know if it was in another parishioner's home or out somewhere, but they they followed them because they basically locked down their church building. Yeah. The same thing they did to uh, Grace Life, I think it is, or uh, James Coates's church. They okay. locked it down. Yeah. And so they've locked down Tim Stevens' church. And so they were gathering somewhere else and they followed him and then went to his house and arrested him again. I mean, heart-wrenching video. I mean, just heartbreaking to watch his kids clinging to him, crying. You know, I was like, I was so angry as I'm watching it. And I, I'm like, I'm crying myself watching his kids cry yeah. as he's being put into a police car and taken away again yeah. simply because he's preaching the word of God. Yeah. And we, we talk about the injustice going on with, you know, uh, different color melanin and and different amounts of melanin in your skin. Right. But we're not talking about, we're not upset about as a whole, what is happening to the, the Christian, right? What is, what is happening to the pastor? What in, in the face of there's a pandemic, that's the excuse to allow right. injustice to go on. Right. I mean, you know, one of the things I, I even get convicted about, like the things that are going on in China and the ridiculousness that's going on there. And it's just like, I, I don't know how, I don't know. I mean, we're allowing stuff to happen here. So I guess if right. we're going to allow it exactly. to happen here, you know, there's so much financial issues between us and China, you know, money due and owed and, and everything else. But like, I mean, there's people being killed there. There's people being enslaved there. There's people being, you know, harvesting of body parts and just terrible, right. terrible things, uh, abortion and um, just all kinds of stuff, you know. And I, I have to think, like, you know, when when Nazi Germany was going on, like, what's the breaking point, you know? I guess there's no financial benefit in it for America, you know, because it's not truth, righteousness, or, you know, doing what's right. Um, it's right. just what is the benefit to us to go and exactly. help or stop injustice. Right. I mean, we, we simply ignore the things that are going on around the world, you know, and, and because again, it, it's not, it's either not financially or politically expedient for the American people or the, I would say the government, the politicians, they, they gain nothing out of, out of shutting these things down. Yeah. Right. They, they, it doesn't benefit them in any way, shape or form. In fact, it's like, I mean, if we come bring it back to the abortion issue, 
here in the states. I mean, we have all the people, all the Republican uh, congressmen, senators, stuff like that, who every single year when they're up for election, they run on the pro-life, quote unquote, platform. Right. And they're like, oh, send me money so we can get rid of abortion and we can do away, we can defund Planned Parenthood and do all these things. And then as soon as you get them elected, you get cowards like Jeff Leach down in Texas that won't even let these bills out of committee. Right. Yeah. These are people who ran on pro-life platforms who do not do what they said they are going to do because it it doesn't help them politically. I mean, if they actually did abolish abortion, then what do they have to to fundraise on? Sure. They no longer have anything to fundraise. Yeah. And that's Rusty Bowers here in Arizona, you know, right? Rusty, the house speaker (laughs) who never allowed, uh, you know, the abolition bill to even make it, like you said, to a committee to be voted on. It's, it's cowards like that, um, that allow things to happen. And, you know, the truth of it is, is that much of politics is funded off of the blood money that comes from Planned Parenthood and organizations like Planned Parenthood that are filling politicians pockets and pushing agendas. Um, you know, like Obama, Obama was uh, funded by Planned Parenthood. Look at Bo- Joe Biden. All of these people funded by, you know, abortion industry to push their agenda. And it's so profitable because we're actually, it's like a cycle, right? We're, we're giving taxpayer money to these organizations, right? And that money is filtering through and it's coming back to the politicians to fund right. elections. So it's just like this cycle of like immunity uh, right. and ever flowing money that just continues to go through. Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, the, the Republicans and the conservatives and the government managed to get the Hyde Amendment passed, which says that you can't use uh, federal taxpayer dollars to perform abortions. But yet we still give federal pa- taxpayer dollars to organizations like Planned Parenthood. So what are they going to do with that money? They just give it back to the, the politicians to try to pass more things to benefit them. And they just play the shell game. They shuffle around. I hate the idea of, you know, and even Trump, when he was saying, well, we're going to defund Planned Parenthood. And then they took away like 50 or 50,000 or 50 million or something, you know, dollars from Planned Parenthood. And it's like, that's like 10% of what the government actually gives to them. You didn't defund anything. Sure. You made a show, you made a political show of saying, oh, we're taking away this money from them, but yet you're still giving them tons and tons of money, but you're saying, okay, I'm giving you this money. Don't use it for abortions. It's like giving the guy guy on the street corner a $5 bill and saying, dude, don't buy beer. Right. When he's got a sign in front of him that says, I want to be honest, I just want to buy beer. (laughs) That's the best. And you're going to give him $5 and say, don't go buy a beer. Right. Right? Yeah. And then then those of us, I mean, there are people that see that guy, that have the sign that says, I'm just honest, I just want to buy a beer. And they go, well, I'm going to give him money because he's so honest. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? And and again, you know they're taking this money and they're using it. They're playing the shell game. So they're literally using it for abortion. Yeah. It's, It's ridiculous to think that they're not. Yeah, whether to fund the actual abortions going on or 
to fund the agenda of continuing to allow abortion to happen. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I was watching something this week and they were, they were talking about how there's these big, there's these gigantic conglomerate financial institutions. I think it was uh, Dave talking to David Bonson. Um, and he was, it might not have been him, but I was watching something and, and they were talking about how there's literally, uh, organizations that financial management organizations that, uh, are also government, like have government funding, right? So, so they they have protection and immunity. Uh, they help out, uh, in money management, but like, there's this, just this cycle of money flowing through without accountability and they're helping to, um, like they, they are pretty much too big to fail. These organizations are too big to fail. So what happens is if, if business goes bad or something goes wrong, there's automatic bailouts. So there's no, there is no consequence to doing bad business because there's bailout on the other side of it. Um, and, and you know, that reminds me of the proverb, you know, where, where, uh, it's either Proverbs or Ecclesiastes where we talk about where there isn't swift punishment for wickedness that it will just continue to grow, right? It's it's almost like where there's no prophetic voice, the people cast off restraint. It's like when there's no accountability for actions, people will do whatever they want. And not only is there no accountability for actions, but there's constant bailing out, right? It's like bailing out your child all the time from getting in trouble, them never having to face the consequences and then wondering why they just continue to do the same things over and over again, right? It's, there's the proverb of, of the angry man, the man always given to anger. If you rescue him, you're going to constantly have to do it again. Um, you know, they're, consequences aren't a bad thing. Consequences are a good thing because you shouldn't want to do that again. Right. It's, it's, it's called justice. Exactly. Justice done rightly. I mean, I just, I, last night at work, I listened to uh, Jeff and Luke in their conversation, the part two conversation with the atheist BLM uh, pro-abortion lady, Lizzie. Yes. Um, Yeah. And just that whole issue of of listening to just kind of the gears going around and around and around. And she was like, I don't like God's justice, but I want human justice for like rapists. I want them punished, but I don't want anyone else punished. And I don't want God to punish anybody and, and all this. And it was just so weird because it's the because people don't see justice and they don't recognize it's like the kid that's bailed out that there is no consequence to what you're doing. Yeah. You know, first Corinthians 1533, right? Uh, bad character corrupts good morals. Yeah. I mean, if there, if there is not a, an actual consequence to what you do, then you just continue to do it, continue to do it, continue to do it. I mean, uh, Bill Farley wrote a book, a pastor up in Spokane, Washington that we have, um, his son used to go to our church down here, but the, in one of his books and one of the things on parenting, he talks about he always talked about, and we, we've tried to do this and we fail from time to time, but, um, is spank on the first time. Yeah. You know, rather than 
give the warning and the warning. I'm going to spank you. I'm going to give you a spanking. You're going to get a spanking. Right. Spank on the first time because that teaches the child, whoa, wait a minute. There is an absolute consequence and there's not an opportunity to do it and do it and do it again until, you know, until it's ingrained and become a habit. And then the spankings are not really effective. Right. And that's spank on the first time. Spank on the first time. And it will also minimize your frustration as a parent, right? If you're like getting frustrated because your kid just keeps doing and do it, like you said, spank them the first time. And then you're like not so angry from them continuing to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is so. a perfect segue into biblical di- biblical <laughs> discipline for children. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's right. Yeah. And, and I would say our, our nation right now is sparing the rod. Oh, my God. Everybody's, everybody's that- getting the rod. Not only are they getting the, the rod spared for the what the evil that they're doing, but we're bailing them out. Right. And we're, we're celebrating evil. We are so, I mean, the, the rod is being used for the obedient children and not those who are being disobedient and prideful, uh, to, to, uh, if you catch my drift. Oh yeah. It's called the, I think that's called the judgment of God when the evil is called good and good is called evil. The wicked rulers rule over you and the children are constantly rebellious Right. Exactly. Well, it's like, I mean, we are Friday out at, at the abortion mill in, in Salt Lake City. I finally had a conversation with a police officer mm. as I'm out there preaching. And and it, it, I have video for that, too. I haven't been able to upload anything on YouTube for a week. And I don't know if it's because I was in YouTube jail and I just wasn't notified. Really? Or if there were actual technical problems. But I uploaded last Wednesday, I uploaded my fifth seal podcast on persecuted church. And then I wasn't able to upload anything on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I wow. finally got two videos uploaded yesterday. Okay. Um, but so, um, and I have the video of the police officer that I interacted with at, at Planned Parenthood, but he come up behind me as I'm preaching. And he's like, he's like behind you, sir. And I turn around and he's like, you can't use amplifying devices. I'm like, yes, we can. And he's like, well, no, no. And I said, this Salt Lake City Health Department, the noise ordinance is here. And I had Josh pull it up on his phone. I said, it tells us we can do this, 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 and this, you know? And so he went and I I told him and he was like, okay, well, I'll look into that and I'll see. And I said, if you can come to me with an actual law that says I cannot use this, then I won't use it. And I said, but just so you know, I take this microphone off and I get four times louder. <laughs> and I will be louder without it. And I, I did it a couple of weeks ago because someone else was trying to say we couldn't use amplification. So I said, here, I'm going to give you a taste of what I sound like <laughs> unamplified. And one of the guys that I was with said, you're like four times louder without it <laughs> because it goes everywhere. But so he went off and then a few minutes later, he's obviously, it was great because he's sitting in his vehicle and where he had initially parked, he got in his vehicle and then he rolled forward a little bit as he's looking on his computer to try to find this law to say we can't use amplification. But he literally blocked the Planned Parenthood driveway with oh. his vehicle. Okay. So there, and he had his lights on every, and there were like four or five cars that came up that did not pull in nice. because he was sitting there. And I'm like, 
this is an amazing, and I don't know if he was on our side or what. Yeah. But so then a few, a few minutes later, he calls me over and he shows me, this is everything you basically, everything you told me is true, sir, you're good to go. I've talked to my supervisor, go ahead and do what you got to do. Respectable. But then Respectable. two hours later, there's another police officer out there detaining Chris Martinson and Brian Brady as they're doing the exact same thing. Really? Yeah. Detained and them. so it's detained them. Really? They've actually been cited and uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, potential lawsuits at this point because yeah. they know they're within their rights. Right. But so you have these police officers that are out there har literally harassing us as we are doing nothing but offering resources, offering help, yep. offering an actual choice to the women who are showing up to this place who are abortion-minded, we're actually giving them a, a valid choice and not a redefined term for murder. Sure. And we're giving them this, but yet down the street, it's June. So you've got all your Pride Month events. <laughs> you've got guys out there literally walking around in the street in jock straps. Yep. And leather suspenders and stuff that would be should be considered indecent exposure. Just that would be disturbing the peace. Yeah. But yet they're bothering us and letting these other people go free. The rod is being directed at the obedient child. People who say, well, if you show me the law, I will obey it. But at this point I am obeying the law that I have in my hands. Right. And then the people who are out there just being lawless and sinful, the, the rod is not directed toward them. Right. And it's exactly what you said. They're calling good evil and evil good. And, you know, they've, they're exchanging the truth for the lie. Yeah, it's uh, Rebellion Against God Pride Month. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's so ironic, man, that they've, they've cho they, they choose to use the rainbow, which is a sign of God's grace, that God said uh, to, to Noah, I will not destroy the earth by, by water again although the Bible does say he'll destroy it by fire. Um, but he, and he put his sign in the sky. He put his bow in the sky yeah. and said, and yet, and they've taken that symbol and they've paired it with the, the sin that, that Satan was guilty of that caught him caused to be cast out of heaven. They paired it with pride. Mm -hmm. And the, yeah. the, I mean, it, it's literally them thumbing their nose or giving the finger or whatever, uh, you know, terminology you want to use they're 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 shaking their fist at the heavens yeah it's it's very and, ironic it's very ironic that the sign of peace that god gave us not to destroy us is the symbol that they're using to destroy themselves right absolutely. because that's what's happening they're destroying absolutely. themselves right rebellion Amen. against god has is is not a good thing for the body it's not a good thing right. for the mind it's not a good thing for the the people who can no longer reproduce, you, you right. know, it's not, it destroys you. All right. Absolutely. And God said it would. Yep. These, these things yep. will destroy you. Rebellion against God. That's why sin, God warns us so much about sin. That's why we have the commandments. It's wicked and it destroys, it destroys. Yep. And that's exactly what people are in celebration of is their own destruction. Destruction. Right? The, 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 the degrading of their bodies, the depraving of their minds, the inability to reproduce, 
the parading of their sex and and sexualism around their indecency is being paraded in the streets and celebrated. And the very thing that they're celebrating is also the very thing that's bringing on their destruction. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert, but I can go, go right now and, and find, uh, statistics on people who are engaged in homosexuality in depression and suicide, who are changing their genders uh, and that is destroying them who are struggling right. from mental illness, believing mm-hmm. that they're something that they're not. Um, that That's what we feeling like you're something that you're not. That's that's mental illness. Let's let's right. call it what it is. Exactly. And, you know, it's <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day because, I mean, the the famous phrase and, and of course, Lady Gaga did her song and so on. Of I was born this way, right? You sure were. And they're like, <laughs> right? And it's like, okay, you're you're talking about you were born this way, but yet now you want to change. You're <laughs> literally taking this mental illness is causing you to change your bodily features away from the way you were born. So what you're telling me is you can change the things that are there that you were born as, but yet you can't change. You know, and you can't, it's so convoluted and it's just like they needed to be spanked on the first time. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. And they, and they weren't. And, and now it it has become this, this insanity thing. And, you know, it's like all these companies, again, coming back around to the whole issue of, you know, the, the workforce and stuff like that. You have all these bailouts and, and, and stuff that are there. So companies can do throughout the month of June what most of them are doing that you see on TV and commercials where they're just, they're literally taking and they're, they're turning their advertising and all of their marketing towards literally less than 2% of the American population right. and the LGBT community. And, the, you know, they've got the rainbows all over everything and, and stuff like that. Whereas a July 1st, they're going to turn back to the rest of us and go, Oh yeah, we really want to. And, and if, if again, if people would use the power of the dollar, right. And, you know, call it cancel culture, if you will, but it, it's, you know, it's what it is. We say, we are not going to buy from you anymore because yeah. you are doing things and that will turn the tide of, of a, Netflix. of a company. Netflix. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Skittles. I mean, how how horrible the Skittles backfired on themselves where they took and they started creating these just plain white bags <laughs> and they taken all the color off and they their one of their taglines was there's only one rainbow that matters. And uh but yet there were literally stores that were labeling these as the Skittle white pride packaging. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, is it, isn't that racist? Yeah. I mean, come on, you're getting your CRT and your LGBTQR, yeah, elemental P. You're crossing. All of those letters are just getting all convoluted and, and now you don't know what it is you're doing. Well, think about this. I mean, there's going to come a time when the LGB whatever and the feminist group, well, they, they're going to have some issues there, right? Because like- right. It, it, you can, are, are, you're supposed to be able to do everything that a man can do, 
uh, and play all of his roles, but then you're saying that that role is evil and your gender, you're changing your gender right. because of that. So like, where, I'm, I'm wondering like, when is the, uh, the battle between the two? Like, you know, I right. want to be the leader of the household, like the man, but now it's like, well, being the man is actually, the white male is actually evil. So like, <laughs> we're going to have right. like a, a feminist LGBTQ battle soon like well, is, when well, does that yeah, happen I mean, sign me they up they used to say they used to say the future is female but now apparently the future is trans because like wasn't it like two years ago the woman of the year was a dude <laughs> i mean it, it was it was the the artist formerly known as bruce bruce jenner who apparently who, has white privilege because he was a white male <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that dude, I mean, wow, what is going on there? And yeah, so, but I mean, he literally stepped in and your women are no longer getting awards because they're giving those awards to dudes in dresses. And so it's at some point in time, feminism has got to, I mean, JK Rowling is already feeling the effects of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's standing up and going, no, women are women. And, and, you know, and, men are men and this is all there is. And uh, everybody's like, no, you can't say that you're so bad and you're so wrong and we hate you. And, you know, but we love your books, but we hate you and you've done yeah. all the, and it's just like norm. They're, they're not, again. they're not women. They're birthing people, birthing people, <laughs> birthing people, <laughs> birthing people. Yeah. yeah. Cause we, we can't even use the terminology anymore. We've got to, you know, moms are no longer moms. They're birthing people. Yeah. You, you can't pump up, uh, women now because they're not technically women. They're birthing people. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I am it, it, question mark. Hear me roar. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I am. I am Caitlyn Jenner. Hear me roar. And I don't know if this has affected you, but I wanted to talk to you about this a little bit. Um, you know, I run a ministry, obviously, uh, and we use social media. We use media in general because that's where people are, one of the places that they are. But uh, getting the message out as a biblical Christian um, organization is just so difficult these days because there's all of these things are just red flagged and out of the algorithm, automatically, yeah. you know, taken down closed off. Like I tried to market something on Facebook the other day, just, uh, 10 things on how to rescue babies. That was, that was right. it. And it got, sh it, it was like 10 of my advertisements out of the 11 got taken that got on They didn't get posted and it had right. nothing to do with breaking the rules of Facebook. It was just because they decided Right. It wasn't right. It didn't violate right. any policies, <laughs> you know, right. someone complained. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Someone, someone working at Facebook saw it and they didn't like it. And they were like, no, nope. no, nope, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So, so it's, it's very difficult. And I'm, you know, I, I sometime we're going to have to get somebody on here on the show to talk about, um, workarounds, you know, for Christian right. businesses that are using media platforms to reach audiences, um, build their internal email list 
but somehow get around, you know, these tech giants that are suppressing information. Because I know you deal with it too. You were just talking about it with YouTube. Right. You know, I've been, I've been trying to go to Gab as well. Um, but Gab, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a tough time reaching there, you know, trying to stay consistent right. there. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I got on Gab and I got a pro account and got a Gab TV account and started uploading videos, but it's just like, I, I don't know. Again, it's, it's, I thought there would be a, an avenue there, but apparently unless you give a whole lot of money, then you're not, you know, if you're donating monthly or something like that, you might get a little bump, but I don't know. It's just like, I mean, in the same amount of time it took me to get to a hundred and 150 subscribers on YouTube. I mean, I've gotten, I think to like 12 subscribers over on Gab. Okay. And then Gab is, it's an echo chamber. Yes. Because no one from the left has gone over to Gab. So there's no contradictory views really it's all people just kind of navel gazing and, and supporting. But I've probably blocked more people on Gab really? than I have on Twitter because, I mean, there are some literal outright racists over there on Gab that I've interacted with. I mean, you know, I post something. I, I posted a um, an unsolicited episode, I think, on one of Kurt Kennedy's albums or Strack's album or something like that. And I had to start blocking people because I actually got comments on them with the N word and, wow. and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, and you know, free speech, and, right? Uh, right, exactly. And I'm like, okay, you're you're free to say what it is you want, but I will block you. I'm sure. not I'm not gonna go to to Andrew Torba and say ban these people. No, you have your right to say what it is, whether it's stupid or not, but I'm not going to listen to it. And so I'm and, and I, I've probably blocked 40 or 50 people yeah, um, simply because of use of racist terminology. And I see, I see Gab, like you said, is like a lot of political stuff posted there because that's the only right. place that it could go. But are other things really going far there without huge reach? You know, I don't, I don't know. Right. For me, I've been getting more views on my abortion ministry stuff there than here, but it seems to kind of get up to a certain amount and then hit a wall and stop. Then you hit a wall. You know, exactly. so I, I don't yeah. know, you know, I have videos like interacting with a Buddhist on YouTube that's continuing to go forward, continuing, continuing, but there it seems to kind of hit a wall and then stop. So I don't know, you know, what the algorithm is there or how that, uh, if more people continue to see or if it's just about new videos or even how that works. Um, with, with YouTube, you know, somewhat of how it works and what, what, you know, the way they share videos and how more people see them. But then at the same time you're dealing with, you might get shut down or this may never get posted. Um, so you know, it's, it's a learning experience, but we need to figure out and we need to have, you know, conversations about workarounds and, reaching audiences. I mean, I don't like putting out vanilla content to work around certain things. You know, um, I, I more so I'm like, okay, who's building the new platform where we can just do what we want and we can make, get it popular. I mean, will Gab get there? I don't know. Hopefully, you know, yeah, exactly. that would be great. And I'll, I'll continue to use them and, and, um, pay for the service. That's fine. But 
we also need to think about who the the Christian infrastructure, right? The how are we building things for ourselves that are better, you know? What what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Um, you know, I think that as you as you watch things like lore, um, lore TV coming up and, and stuff, I think I think we need to have more and and, and I I would assume, I'm assuming, I don't know Andrew Torba who created Gab, but I think he claims to be a Christian. Yeah. And so that was, his intention was to make this, and it became very political, which is, you know, one of the the downfalls that we deal with right now is so much of conservative America, it claims to be Christian, but they don't really, they're not hitting the mark right. on it. You know, I don't know if they truly are or not. Um but so we need more Christians to come along and do exactly what Marcus and John Speed are doing there at Lore TV and create something that is not this. It's not the Christian alternative. It is a valid alternative and competitor to all of these other things. Yeah. But it is founded by a Christian where Christian values and free speech and stuff like that will be allowed and, and those things will be um, not only allowed, but encouraged. Yeah. We need, and so we need to see that. We need that. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that things don't die down because the election is passed, right? Cause right. You, you, you see exactly. things ramp up when they're getting crazy, you know, during elections and people are going to do this and they're going to do that. <clears throat> But then they eventually died down. You know, people right. are let, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go back. I, I don't want to go back and I want to be reminded that we can't trust what's happening. Exactly. The platforms that we're on, that these things are temporary. They're already being suppressed. I can't even turn on the television. <laughs> and, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I try to watch sports stuff at, at times and I love, you know, sports, but you know, the, the, even the agendas being pushed with right. sports and everything going on. I'm like, you, you, I guess you, like we said, you make a choice, right. Of what you're going to support with your dollars. And we can, uh, we can, if we can do without our comforts, we can, you know, work together to give these places less business. I mean, I know same thing you were talking about Marcus and Lore, they put together a website talking about, you know, Disney plus and, um, Netflix and about, you know, come off of these platforms, leave them. Um, right. and people, lots of people did. And, um, right. You know, I, I have chosen, uh, and us as a family not to do Netflix anymore because of the stuff that they're, they have going on and, you know, there's businesses around here that we've chosen not to support because of their mask requirement rules and things right. going on there. But man, we gotta, we gotta have, um, Christian infrastructure as well. Not just Christian, but just good infrastructure that stands on biblical principles. You know, like right. you said, free speech. Right. If you have a media platform, let's allow for, for free speech to be on there. Right. Exactly. Allow people to say what they're going to say on both the left and the right, and then let those people decide what they are going to. And of course, you've got to, you've got to draw a line. Okay, no, we're not allowing pornography and, and stuff like that. There is a line in which you say, this is no longer free speech. This is 
well, this yeah. is detrimental. Sure. But you allow, I mean, if somebody wants to come on and, and start using all kinds of racist terms and stuff like that, okay. You know, as long as it's not involving threats of violence and, and so on, credible threats of violence. Because even, I mean, you know, it's, it's gotten to the point where, you know, in, in like guy talk and, you know, if I were mad at you and you'd done something and, you know, hurt my pride and I would say back in the day, I'm like, I'm going to kill you. I mean, nowadays where that is just like a, an exclamation of anger and frustration or bravado, even in itself, nobody back in, in, in my childhood and my teenage days and, and early on would have ever taken that as a credible threat. Right. Nobody would truly think that I was pointing at the guy and saying, I'm, I'm intending to take your life. It probably meant you and I are going to fight and you're probably going to beat me because I'm, I'm not that, that <laughs> tough, but I'm, I'm putting up a show. Yes. And, yeah. uh, but now things like that will get you removed from these social media platforms. Oh, less because than that. <laughs> the, the, the old adage of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never, never hurt me is gone. And you've literally got people out there chanting at Ben Shapiro uh, events, words are violence. Yeah. And it's like, do you understand like dictionary definitions? But then again, they've got what Merriam Webster in their pocket who will just change the definition next week anyway. Ideas are are crimes these days, right? Right. Right. Ideas. Like yeah. <laughs> be careful what you think these days. If you're thinking right. that, you know, be careful because you shouldn't think that because you'll get canceled. This show will probably already get canceled. This will never make it <laughs> right. to the light of day because we talked about COVID and everything, po politics and conspiracies that are actually true that big right. name people are saying and there's evidence of, but who cares about evidence these days? I mean, right. what's evidence right. really? Just somebody's opinion. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so crazy. And we did, We. I mean, we talked about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think we hit every algorithm hot button. I mean, we may actually blow up whatever platforms we <laughs> right. You know, I mean, the Facebook offices may actually melt down because of everything we did because we're going to overload their algorithm. So maybe right. that's the way you do it. You just hit you enough. just pack as much in as you can, and uh, until the the mainframe just overheats and dies, <laughs> or or we get arrested with the pastor for. We just get arrested yeah, at that point. There, there's that possibility too. Well, I want to read something. And I'm willing to oh, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truth well, matters. Truth matters. Clack me up. I will, I will, I'll take those handcuffs all day, every day. Let's just make sure we get it on video yeah. and it goes out to the world. Yeah. I, I, I want to, uh, I want to read something that goes along with this month. It's a work in progress. I'm still working on it. But uh, right. I feel like I should read it because I don't know when this episode, if it will get out or when it will get out, if it does get out. Hopefully it gets out this month. That's the goal. But it's called Open Rebellion Pride Month. <clears throat> well, according to the media, it's Open Rebellion Pride Month where the worshipers of self get to wave their state flags, wear their team colors and parade around in their underpants. Unfortunately for them, you can't change definitions or truths you didn't create. For example, God created marriage and gets to determine who is and isn't actually married. God created male and female and gets to decide who is and isn't male and female. 
God designed the household and church roles and gets to determine who does and doesn't fill those roles. Women are no more heads of the household than they are pastors in the church. Men are no more the weaker vessel than they are the ones who give birth. You can come up with more foolish pronouns than atheist arguments against the existence of God, and it still won't matter. God created you in his image and in the gender identity you were born in. No amount of surgical mutilation or hormone blockers will ever change that. No amount of culturally accepted mental illness believing you're something you're not will determine the actual truth of what you are. Peace doesn't come from spitting in the face of your creator. It comes from trusting and submitting to him. We all live in the world he created and he continually controls. If you want peace, give up foolish denials and mutilations which destroy you and your identity. Peace comes in surrender and trust in the one true God. Peace comes on your knees, on your bedroom floor, crying out to God in repentance and faith. So men, wipe off your makeup. Leave behind your godless relationships and jump down from the footstool throne of your heart where Jesus rests his feet. Ladies, leave behind your vain pursuits and pick up your children from the local daycare, never to return again like the black death. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be, be you shall be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 1, 18 through 20. Amen. Well, Amen. I think we'll end there. <laughs> yep. I think that is an appropriate place to, to, to end it. Well, as we say always... Surely you need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advisors. Thanks for tuning in, and God bless. And we gon' start a one that's from up above And they gon' know it's us by the way we love All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water Family, family, family Christ up one time for my whole family Family, family, family Christ up one time for